I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. We're back. And as usual, I'm your buddy. Uh, right, well, we have phones that fell off. Back, Ryan Picos back in the UK Packers HQ studio. Ryan, oh, Ryan, would you get your arse in the damn seat, would you? What are you late for? What's going well, on? I'm, I'm not late. I'm just, you know, getting getting used to my settings again. So I've, I've, I missed the show, didn't I? Cut your so jib I'm over just, there. Cut your jib. Like, it feels like ages oh, that yeah. we've been, that, you know, it's been too long, hasn't it? Too long. But, but we're, we're back, back in the studio together again. Looking at I'm you, looking angry, at then. your beautiful face. Yeah, I'm buzzing, man. I'm buzzing. I don't know why I'm buzzing because we've we a lot of news to get through. Personal news, because everyone knows uh, with the UK Packers podcast, we like to uh, we like to ease in, breeze into the show. My headphones have fallen off already. I've already bust out a groove, uh, but we've a lot to go through. I want to know, Ryan, off the bat, and I think our listeners want to know two things really. Number one, give us the Christmas dinner count. You didn't just go for you have the look of a man, Ryan. Who didn't just go for the one. All right. And then beer consumption over Christmas. What was the rule? Well, okay. Um, I've had three Christmas dinners. <laughs> On Christmas Day? Well, basically, we had 12, 12 people come for Christmas dinner, yeah. Okay. Uh, we cooked beef, lamb, turkey, and gammon. We had, uh, I don't even know how many potatoes we did. Like you'd have loved it. There was at least like seventy odd roast potatoes. You're playing to the crowd now with the sports man. But what it meant was that every day I could pretty much have another Christmas dinner. Mm. So, yeah, it was pretty good. I reckon three. As for beer consumption, alcohol consumption in general, bear in mind I've also been to a wedding um, yesterday. I don't know if we measure it in pints or kegs at this point, yeah, but I'm still going great. strong. Still going strong. Party yeah. season has not finished. Yeah. Fair play, a wedding of a Christmas. I know. What's with that? I don't know. It was freezing. Mm. It was like up north somewhere. A white wedding. It, you know what? A white wedding reminds me of something. You know when people go on about, oh, I want to go to Lambo and and have a December game. I don't know why. I, I don't know why they sound like that. But uh, what like it's a strange, what? strange accent? Yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of like Stewie and uh, you know Quagmire all mixed into one. Why? Why would you want that? Why would you want a, a white wedding? You're gonna come out to, when the bride is blue. You know something borrowed something blue. If something blue is the bride, that's not a good thing. Not a good thing. But come here to me. <laughs> uh, speaking of the cold, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. I have to let people know. Oh, um, we, sorry. Yeah. Here we go again. He's got man flu again. Again. And we've all got to be sympathetic again. again. Yeah. It's the second time in two weeks. I don't know what's that's why, going on. That's why I'm trying to sit as far away. That's why I was moving my chair at the start. I'm trying to sit as far away as possible from this guy. I think you were just down raiding the fridge. I think you're down UK Packers HQ fridge looking for some of that Coors Light or Bratenschlauser or whatever well, type I'm angry. of German. I, 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 tried, yeah, I tried to say it's not. I'm a bit angry because I ordered pizza at like quarter to seven tonight. Still not there. It finally rocked up through the door at half past eight. When I got it, it was cold and missing half its toppings. What? And just as we came on, started recording, I heard the door go. So my pizza's now probably turned up and going cold again. So it's, yeah, it's just Holy when geez. a big guy gets hungry, mix that in with angry, you get hangry. Hangry, yeah. But I tell you what, that delivery boy, did he have like tomato sauce around his mouth? That sounds like a dude <laughs> who's been snacking in the car on the way over. Like. <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't my best friend. Let's put it that way. 
No, but I'm gonna edit out the coughs. I've probably coughed about, what, 17 times now since we started this, but you won't hear them on the podcast because they're all edited out. Well, if you, if you want to know uh, from a dude like me, and you know, I don't have the stature of Mr. Ryan Peacock here, but I had two dinners. Ryan, two dinners. My family commented on it. Two they said, dinners. holy Jesus, Steve, you've had two dinners. So I was like, yeah, proud of myself. I thought uh, you were looking a little bit thicker, if I'm honest. I usually put on weight during the Christmas, <laughs> in fairness, and then lose it all in time for a flag game. Who, uh, but come here to doesn't? me. <clears throat> come here to me right something really cool happened today so but the, the, you know podcast studio can sometimes double up as the work from home studio for me okay so um i was here and i had to work today so i've, I've we've pretty much i've been in uk packers hq podcast studio now for at least 27 hours straight right so it's a long stint for me and uh so my little boy is at home he's you know knocking eight months and do you know those things that the dads miss? And the mams miss, in fairness, if the mams are away working, where their kid does something cool and then they get the phone call to say, your kid's after solving the meaning of life and you weren't there and you're bummed out. Kid came up <clears throat> into the into the home studio, whatever, and put down on the ground. He's, he's messing about. Crawled for the first time in front of me, right? And he taught me a lesson, Ryan, and I'm going to jump in here. Now, you're probably snoozing away as our 98% of the podcast listeners who don't want to hear about my kid, right? But I'm going to, I'm going to go there anyway because I'm a proud dad. So Sorry, he's a cute kid. He's deadly, right? And he's already, he's dressed in Packers gear, so he's, you know, he's dressed for greatness. So the, my baby's on the ground, right? So for ages, what he was doing was he was kind of, he, was, he wasn't really crawling. He was going to crawl, but he'd sort of cross his leg over in front of him. So it'd like a little roadblock, it'd stop him. And here's the lesson I learned that my son taught me, right? We were straightening out his leg behind him as if to say, you know, Jesus, you know, get a grip with yourself here. Crawl properly, you know, all fours action. All he was doing was he was honing his skill. So he had the leg in front of him and now he's developed this crawling method that he just moves at hyper speed. Like he, he crawled for the first time today, but already he was like, you know, scuttling across the room at about 700 miles an hour. He, all he was doing was the saying, I see your conventional crawl, but I'm going to do mine, and it's going to be like crawling on steroids. This guy was moving like Jesus. So it's like the Packers team this season, why not? Is that they looked unconventional from the start. People were trying to correct them, trying to get them to do their gear. But little did we know, they were doing, like my son, a sort of hyper version. My Jesus, this Packers team around something else. That Vikes game. We're not going to talk about it too much, but uh, speechless. Is that the correct word to use? Oh, I don't know, speechless. I just thought it was a continuation of what we've been doing. It looks um, is a good effort put in. I think the defense are doing enough, um, even though I'm still not. There's still areas I'm worried about, and I'm a little bit worried about Rollins. But um, I think there's enough of a run game to complement what we want to do on offense. Uh, another thing, though, that I think one of the things that stands out and is a negative is Adam Thielen, who I think is turning into a really nice player for the Vikings. But he looked, he looked like a, a Jerry Rice against us. Yeah. He was making catches. He was finding space. You know, he was doing all these things. And it kind of worries me if we can let an Adam Thielen get that much ball. And I, like I said, I do think he's a decent player. And I think he's going he's gonna to be a good weapon for the Vikings. Mm. But if we can let that guy have that much, uh, you know, then when it comes up against the Lions in the next game, yeah. Um, and, you know, if, you know, hopefully if we get into the playoffs, any sort of receivers would come up with that. If we're always going to let one receiver seem to have a field day against us, at some point it's going to bite us in the arse and we're not going to be able to, you know, we're not going to be able to 
restrict everybody else as well and, and deal with it. So far, we've managed to get away with it because in the shootout, largely we've been able to outperform the one player that we've allowed to do it. But that would be my only big negative from that game is, again, there was another receiver allowed to have a big game. Yeah, and look at I kind of, it's a good point, and I, let, let me revisit this, and you can slap it down or whatever if you want, and maybe you won't spend a whole lot of time on it, because it's, look, I, I'm going to equate it to this, and again, I'm going to make it probably really boring here, right? During the Celtic Tiger times in Ireland, people were buying houses like they were going out of fashion, right? They hadn't, you know, pockets in their arse, but they were going out and they were buying 500 grand houses. One of my mates actually went and got himself a car loan, and the bank said to him, do you want an extra three grand? And he said, um, not really, why? And they said, well, do you not want to you know, want to go on a holiday, treat yourself? And he went, all right. So then he took whatever it was, 15 grand, and the times were good, and no one wanted to hear any of the naysayers that were coming out saying it was going to be a crash, yada, 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 it was. And there's all these hindsight's 2020 people coming out saying, yeah, you know, everyone was having a great time, no one wanted to, the party to stop, but then when I came out and told you all, you know, here's the negatives, you didn't want to hear it. I, there's that effect to the Packers team, isn't there? I mean, when everything's going badly, everyone jumps on and, and we can really point out our flaws. But as time when times are going good, like this, no one wants to talk about the bad things. But can we stop for a second and reflect, <laughs> boringly, about this whole Packers defense thing? I think if we do get to the playoffs, because it's not guaranteed yet, if we do go far into the playoffs, which is not guaranteed if we get there, you know, the def- we're going to get there in spite of the defense. Like you said, it always has to be a shootout. It always has to be the offense doing great things. You know, a highly performing team in any job pastes over the slackers and the lackeys. Now, I'm not talking that the, the actual defensive players and all of this, but I don't know what it is, Ryan. Like, I don't know whether you can pick out defensive players. You can you can pick on Dom Capers again, yeah. but there's a reason why he's called Teflon Dom, right? Well, look, I don't think any... I don't think there's a need to sort of drill down into it too much. I just think there's... We need to do something to, to sort of stop these receivers finding the space. And I don't know that we can fix it this year. So I think, unfortunately, game plan will always have to be um, aggressive on defense for turnovers, which I think was key again in that game. Yeah. And and to always outscore. You know, we almost have to score on every possession on offense because whilst, like I say, the defense has stepped up over these games we've been winning, um, there's still something about it that doesn't quite feel safe. Um, whether we're back to that, I don't even know if we're back to bend, not break philosophy Mm. um, that we've had in previous seasons. I don't know if we can even say it's that safe yet. Um, But certainly, I mean, I feel brilliantly confident going into the Lions game, you know, and I feel I think we can if we get into the playoffs, we'll do well. So let's not be too down on it. There was good performances on offense. I thought the offense looked nice. Um, Rogers, uh, I mean, that guy was mobile. Nothing seemed to be bothering him from what I saw. You know, injuries weren't a worry there. Mm. So there's a huge positive. Um, Geronimo Allison got on the field and made made a couple of nice catches. You know, if I look at the team stats, and I mentioned it just a second ago on the turnovers, Ed, that is what was key in this game, okay? And if we can continue that trend of, of snagging the ball, getting that sort of momentum turnaround, that will be the key to us winning games because in everything else, Minnesota had the possession, they had the first downs, they had more total yardage, but key, they had two turnovers and we had zero. If we can keep that, and I know we always say it, and it sounds really boring, and I sound very much like the Dom Capers thing right here, but if we can keep our turnover differential where it is, 
and we keep the penalties down, which I think largely we have been doing, mm. then that will always give us a good chance to win a game. And of course, then throw in throw into that the absolute genius that is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And and you've got what you need there, and you just need the defense to do a decent job. They don't have to be perfect. They just have to do a decent job. Let Abrod do his thing. Be aggressive in the secondary. Be aggressive at linebacker. The sacks are coming back. There seem to be a pass rush this time. The turnovers were there again. That's what's going to win us a game. And then I think even when they do find those holes and when there's those frustrating third downs where suddenly it's third and 10 plus and they get it, we'll be able to swallow that if we can keep those other areas banging. I think that will give us the best key to winning next week. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to bum everybody out by talking about the negative stuff, but I think what happens is is that when you commit to... Because Dom Capers, if you want to talk about the 3-4 defense, you know, they credit him with pretty much inventing the damn thing. So when you have someone in who invents something, you're not going to ask him to do something different, and you kind of have less leeway to go in and tell him what to do. And that's the issue. I, I still think it needs to be addressed, but let's not talk about it. Like you said, Ryan, exactly that. If I would have looked at the stats of the Vikes game, and any analyst would, and you said, who won that game based off stats and scrubbed out the names, I would have said that the Vikings would have won it based off it. Now, I know the interceptions can count, but sometimes they're worthless, you know? Like, we've seen Aaron Rodgers throw an interception before. Um, It was in the, you know, you go effectively for Hail Mary at the end of the, you know, just before the end of the half, just to try to get that touchdown, because you're not going to get the field goal. You know, there's junk time, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, but, some people say that a turnover only matters if you score off of it, where... Hmm. While I see where they're coming from on that, obviously you, you, you kind of stop the other team from scoring. Yeah. So, and you, you take a little bit of confidence out of the quarterback or the running back or you do whoever turned the ball over. So yeah, I see what you're getting at there though. But obviously if we can keep if we can keep making them happen, then uh obviously it's only going to be a positive for us yeah it's a momentum shifter as well like you said it is a mental game you can sort of feel like that the team's getting on top of you um and if we talk about Aaron Rodgers that wasn't that the problem at the start I mean you know there was so many uncharacteristic interceptions weird fumbles especially when he was behind an offensive line that was the best in the league back then and is still holding its own now he had all the time in the world you know there was a center change there uh between uh Lindsay and Shredder but I mean it was still working out all right um and arguably one of them is better than the other they can shift all along the line things are working out mm-hmm. but like the early inter- so there was early season interceptions but there hasn't been an Aaron Rodgers interception now in the last six games so it, it doesn't coincide exactly with when we turned the season around because he didn't have any interceptions against the Redskins and we got waxed by them but Rod, this is crazy Rodgers interception percentage is actually lower than his career average in this season which shocked me when I read it because I was like really because I thought he was giving away an awful lot at the start but it's lower than his career average interception percentage which in itself is the best in NFL history see I just I just want all those guys to come back I mean don't get me wrong I think at one point we were sort of we were worried about Mike McCarthy I think if Dom Capers went we wouldn't be overly upset but I just want all those guys that that were tweeting and the Facebook statuses and everything else saying about trade Rogers while he's got worth left, get Hundley in, um, Rogers, Rogers skills have diminished and people, even now people still say, yeah, but that no, he's doing well now, but it's been a down season and it's not look at the stats people because mm. it's just not founded, is it? And I wish those people that were back then talking about the trades and all the rest of that crap, I wish they'd just put their hand up now and go, do you know what? I said it, I was wrong. Yeah. But they've all gone quiet and they're all hiding out. 
No, they're, they don't have the brashness of a Donald Trump where he can go, never said it, well, you know, they just go into hibernation. <laughs> we could always just sift back through. But it was a valid question at the time that we were looking at the coaching because there was definitely something wrong with the coaching. You know, like players weren't getting open, uh, the, the routes. But to be honest with you, I'd love to sit down with Mike McCarthy and ask him and say, what did you do that was different? Whether he would admit it or not, I don't know. But we, I'll discuss it a little bit later as to who I think, maybe unlikely or maybe it's common knowledge to people, has a large influence on why the Packers have been getting so much purchase on offense. And it can be it can be outside of stats because, let's face it, once, once you're in the public eye like we are, you take some heat from time to time, don't you? You get people coming in and criticizing you and all the rest of it. Um, it's the same reason why I don't put images of my son anywhere on the internet is because you'll always get some troll out there who'll do something completely sick um but i've took a bit of heat for statage but when you look behind the stats sometimes it's important too but yeah you mentioned aaron Rodgers and just the type of freak that he is and by god he's an absolute freak in the last four weeks his passer rating has actually went up when he's got pressured that's the type of quarterback that aaron Rodgers is so you put pressure on this guy and he gets better it's bad it's like turning something into a diamond and that's exactly the way Aaron Rodgers is even in his bad patch so if we look at when we played the Lions the first time this is when we were going through our glitch this is exactly as you're saying Ryan when people were saying bench Rodgers put Hundley in he can't spot wide receivers he still had four touchdowns only 205 yards for those touchdowns but you can see that he's getting very effective his passer rating was 146.1 when he had a clean pocket which was a lot at the time because his offensive line was pretty baller this is a guy, Ryan, nothing short of a Jedi. And if you go and look at, and again, I've said his name a few times on the podcast, go to Sam Monson on Twitter. And he puts up these GIFs. Uh, he works for Pro Football Focus and he puts up these little GIFs. And he's not a fan of Aaron Rodgers because this guy looks at the stats. Um, and he puts up a few GIFs of Aaron Rodgers and how he's able to affect and elude pressure. And there's one of them that just kind of, it blew his mind and that's why he put it up and it blew mine. It's where... He's showing that Aaron Rodgers, you can try contain him, but he kind of toys with you and he can feel pressure almost like a Jedi Knight. You know, like he's in the pocket and it shows all the bears and it's like a moving organism, you know, like it's all moving and all the bears are trying to get pressure from different areas of the line and where he feels the pressure without even looking, he moves away, which causes that bear to back off because he thinks he's going to, go, you know, hit the past then and the bear in the opposite end sees Aaron Rodgers getting closer so he tries to go to and the way he moves and sways the pocket it's like a jellyfish or something and then eventually he sort of he breaks out he goes and does the fake pump which fools defenses 100% of the time and not even fools them is that you can't bank on him not throwing it then because if you just sort of go yeah. eh, he's faking it he'll throw it and kill you so then they back off slightly he buys that millisecond of time and he runs so the, the, the gift that he had was against the Bears and he runs and he's downed just before the line now, how he got that space and how he got that time is down to him and the way he moves in the pocket. Ryan, this is a guy who's a freak in nature and this is what our playoff hopes are, are pivoted on. And it's really boring. People say, oh, well, you've got number 12. You've already got a chance. But if you look at his passer ratings, how they go up and down and how effective he is. And number one to that, and I'll stop talking in two seconds, is Jordy Nelson. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the stats for Jordy Nelson, Aaron Rodgers' passer rating when hitting Jordy Nelson in the slot is 152. 100. And 52! Jesus! I mean, that's something else. 152? <laughs> Has the passer rating ever been that high? Jordy Nelson in the slot because Randall Cobb, as we know, he was injured in the last game. 
He's seen his injuries. They haven't been playing him as much in the slot. Jordy Nelson is 32 of 42 for 472 yards and six touchdowns within the slot. To put that into perspective, against the Lions he's facing, Asa Jackson, who's allowed a passer rating of 135.8 in the slot. And that's to mortals. That's not to Aaron Rodgers. I think we're going to have a field day against the Lions. I think that the best thing about the Rodgers and Jordy Nelson thing is, and I'll take it back, if you, if you remember, I don't know what week it was I said it about it, but we, we picked up on the fact that there was nobody photobombing the captain's photos. Yeah. There was no, or, or the, it wasn't, obviously it's hard to say there was nothing because you, you can only see what the media shows you and all the rest of it, but there didn't seem to be any of the sort of the messing about on the sidelines that you, you've seen in the past, the, you know, all those little bits that sort of get caught on camera and shown afterwards, none of that seemed to be there. Hmm. Then it seemed that out and somewhere, the fun started coming back. They were photobombing the photos. Now it's not just Rogers. There seems to be Hundley. There was Callahan. There was everybody's photobombing now. It's, it's just yeah. going on. You know, everyone's involved. You're seeing the guys out there early and they're messing about for the game. Everyone looks relaxed. Everybody's enjoying playing football. And I think it's by no coincidence that um, suddenly the Packers' form has turned around and they're winning games. And then, like you said there, I mean, the stats there proved that, that the Rodgers and Nelson connection, those guys are enjoying playing football together. You know, and you watch you watch now when Nelson scores a touchdown, the guy the other night literally got up, ran half the field and spiked it back in the middle of the field again. I mean, the energy coming out of that guy for a bloke, they said, you know, oh, looking at his age, looking at the injury he had, will he ever return to the... Well, he do you know what? He's back. He's as good as he was before, if not better. Hmm. And, I, you know, everything about that guy is there. He is back. And and he, if he and Rodgers can carry on doing this through the play, uh, if we get to the playoffs and they carry on doing this, what's, what's, who would, who would bet against us winning? Hmm. No one. Do you know what I mean? Who would bet against us? There's something very 2010 about this season. Now, I know people have said that before, but this season, it just feels very much like that season. The injuries were there. There's been doubts about certain, certain, areas of the team and I don't know maybe things are just going to start clicking at the right time and maybe we go on a run I tell you now there's a lot of people and we briefly spoke about it before we came on didn't we Mm. that are saying oh yeah the Lions have got this one I don't know what they're seeing in the Lions what I saw was a team against Dallas that folded quite honestly um, and didn't have the answers now I think Stafford's a fantastic player and I think there are good players on that teams but I would say the Lions have far more question marks over their team um, than we do, yeah. Um, you know, and they've got a number of key players for that night, as, as we have, that are questionable that night. So it's going to depend who turns up to play. Yeah, you're dead right, Ryan. Because what it comes down to for me is, is that if you look at the likes of, so what we have is we have an offense, as you said, that's clicking, that's having fun, uh, that's smashing balls into the ground. Uh, we have Aaron Rodgers with a dodgy leg, supposedly evading pressure and running one in for a touchdown. That's significant. Even more significant than that is the fact that he did the Lambo leap after. If that's a guy whose leg is actually that bad, do you think the coaches or whatever would have let him jump into the ground? Now, does that hold, into the stands? Now, does that whole thing of, well, it's Aaron Rodgers, he can do what he wants. 
But this is, as you said, this is an offense that's firing on all cylinders. All we need when we come into a game is is for their defense to be questionable, questionable at best, not that great, and to have one or two weak links, not even the whole thing, and Aaron Rodgers will find a way to pick them apart. If you look at this Lions team, they're 29th in sacks. They're not getting pressure on the quarterback, and they're up against one of the best O-lines in the league. And against Aaron Rodgers, who even said in his last press conference at, the, at his lockers, he said that he's in a different headspace unquote so it's a guy who's even admitting himself yeah i'm in i'm in the zone i'm in a different zone now you look at any normal quarterback who says that and go okay mate fair play to you you know kirk cousins coming out and saying oh yeah it feels different and then he gets waxed the next game whereas when aaron Rodgers says that do you know what i was reading some stuff because you know me and you were like we were like piranhas with packers info we just feed 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 on this info the same as most of the listeners to this podcast and from listening to some of the quotes and um, from all the, across the entire Lions coaching staff, Aaron Rodgers seems like a very dangerous man. If he wasn't a quarterback and he was just a person and someone spoke of him like that, you'd think that this guy's going to murder you in his sleep. I mean, this is a dangerous, dangerous guy. And to see the pictures even then, uh, reading, it, looking at his picture along with the quotes, and you look into his eyes and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, you are dangerous. And he is such a dangerous guy against his Lions defense. Now, there's no bones about it that our run game is going to be questionable. Ty Montgomery was, you know, kind of a... He had a down game, let's say, um, when it came up against the Vikes. That doesn't bode well for us. And I'd sort of said it in a few of the last podcasts that Ty Montgomery is more the opportunistic runner. When he finds that hole, he'll try to exploit it. Whereas Kristen Michael is more direct. Now, Kristen Michael uh, had been, you know, su- uh, suffering a bit of an injury. He's been back today in training. The players that aren't, Cobb, Starks and Peppers didn't practice today. And if you pick out the running game out of that, so Starks, again, is going to be out. I don't think there's any question over that. So we're going to have to depend on Ty Montgomery, you know, who came from an extreme high, didn't really, Ryan? And now he had an extreme low. And whether he'll come back into it, who knows? Because these lines are no slumps when it comes to the run. Because he's going to have to go up again to Von Wilson, who's one of the best run stop and safeties in the game in the second half of the season. You know, there was nothing sort of to him at the start of the season. He had four stops last week, which was his best game within eight yards of the line of scrimmage. So we could potentially see runners like Ty Montgomery have another down game against this guy. They're going to use him to stack the box. So we might depend on an ailing Kristen Michael. But this is going to be a pass intensive game against Matt Stafford, who, as you said, he is a good quarterback. He can throw darts and against Aaron Rodgers, who can also do the same. Where's the key to this game? Where, where do you think we're going to see the most... Uh, ferocity and most action in this game, Ryan. Do you think it just comes down to just a bold shootout between two good quarterbacks? I think at the end of the day, both quarterbacks and both both offenses are, are set up to score points. The key will be which defense can turn up. And I don't even mean, you know, I, I mean, and I'm absolutely sold on this, the team with the most turnovers in this game wins. Yeah. If we can create turnovers, because Stafford, he's got a dodgy finger and he or a bad end of some sort on his throwing hand, which will have an effect. Mm. You know, if we can get a bit of pressure on him or somebody can hit him, or I'm not saying we target the hand, but you never know. If he takes one bad hit on that, that can suddenly really hurt his hand. So we've got to get pressure on him. Get pressure on him quick up front, and that creates your opportunities in the secondaries, okay? Sort of like basic stuff there, but our secondary, where it, where it has been poor this year, okay, that's something to work on, but where it has been good this year is it has been aggressive on going and getting those takeovers, especially in this second half. Hmm. Um, not so much at start, but definitely the second half, it really has made an improvement in getting those turnovers. 
I want to see that continue because I do think that Stafford has a really powerful arm. He's more accurate than probably people give him credit. He can use his legs as well. He showed that a couple of weeks ago um, when he sort of bombarded in his way into the end zone. Um, but I think there's always an opportunity there to pick him off. And so I think if we can get the turnovers, I think that will be the key to winning this game. Yeah, and like everything else, Ryan, I think where the Packers have had success is, is you know, field position. You know, we want good runbacks. Uh, we want our special teams to step up, uh, which I think they have been doing. We want to get some good punts away. I know it sounds mm-hmm. trivial. Uh, as you said, if we can get those interceptions, that also gives us good field position. And then on top of that, we need to get off to a fast start because we need to make the Lions home crowd just shut the hell up you know we need to get off to that fast start which is what we did when we played them at the start of the season and it's where as you said we could see Stafford get reckless with the ball try chase that lead because it's also important in this podcast I think that we let people know if they don't know already which they probably do is the sort of playoff implications and playoff scenarios this is effectively for the Packers this is a playoff scenario game it's it's all in to win so if we win this we top the division which we're top of now we go straight in we're currently at the fourth seed the Lions have the sixth seed but chasing and nipping at our heels are the Washington Redskins now they're up against the Giants and if they win that puts massive pressure on us now if they lose against the Giants it means that if the you know there's a scenario where even if we lose we can get in and get the wildcard spot and it starts coming down to tiebreakers and all the rest of it but what we really want to see is is win the game get in don't be worrying we will know the results of the Redskins Giants game before we play the game against the Lions which will help us out but the thing is I was looking at the stats with the Giants and Redskins and the Redskins have had I think the best three wide receivers in the league or I think they're certainly in the top three or top five and the second half of the season Kirk Cousins you never know what you're going to get with him uh, but he's been playing pretty consistently and on top of that people are going to remember that the Giants waxed the Cowboys and the Cowboys are otherwise undefeated they've lost to the Giants twice I wouldn't take solace in that because the Redskins clobbered the Giants when they got them earlier in the season which was a really bizarre game uh, and they could have clocked up more points on them so the only way for us to really get through this Ryan is to actually go and beat the Lions um, and we don't really want to hear this like we come up against the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs fan group don't we every year in flag and mm-hmm. we always we've ended every one of those games funnily enough in a tie and if we tie against the Lions we both go through and it doesn't matter what happens with the Redskins but we don't play for ties around here when we come to the park no room. and I think uh, we'll obviously only be going for one result yes we may know results at the time and even if results go away we'll still be going out there to win because if nothing else even even if you could get away with a loss or whatever you don't want that you don't want to be beaten in that last game um, and you want to go into the playoffs in the, with the best momentum that you can have uh, so I, I fully expect us to win this game because when they're Green Bay at their best when their backs are against the wall and when everyone says they're done um, plus as well we've got a couple of people haven't we outside of Packers fans let's say we've got a couple of people we're just waiting to go back to so I really hope we win because then uh, <laughs> we can make some interesting points to a few people that are supposedly professionals in the media yeah well, we well at least that's that's what they tried to portray themselves as that's what their Twitter bio tells Ooh, us bitchy. Mm. Oh, but the thing is yeah, yeah we took some screenshots of uh, people talking trash and certainly getting at us and getting at some of our followers too because obviously the Packers fans out there follow us they follow an awful lot of other uh, you know social media people and they want to get the news um, one guy in particular went back to this person in question 
to try rationally, uh, you know, discuss his point with him, and your man just slapped him down and pretty much said that his life's work was trash, which was pretty personal and pretty horrible. Uh, so we would be looking forward to that one. But let's not yeah. get ahead of ourselves. But I mentioned earlier on the podcast, let me know what you think of this, right? Is that the Packers' wins and the sort of change in mentality, the, you know, the vivaciousness that they, how do you like that? Vivacious! The Packers team look word vivacious! Of, word, word of the day on this uh, this podcast. Word of the day, hashtag. We, have a, we should do that, actually. Shouldn't we have a word up on the wall and just see if we can get it into the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a random word. Yeah. If the listener guesses what it is, we can send that a prize. Get the, get the listeners to suggest a really random word huh. and then see how we can work it in. Yeah, and, and don't mention when we do, you know what I mean? Just work it in <laughs> and then only that one person who tweeted this in will know and we retweet it at the end of the podcast. But listen, this whole turnaround and form to me, and this is one thing that Mike McCarthy said in the um, press conference that he had, is that it coincides with the return of Jared Cook so this is a tight end who, when you look at his numbers, they're not going to overwhelm you. You know, he had one breakout game where he had over 100 yards in that game and a touchdown. Um, and we were sort of keeping close tabs on him, weren't we? Because they brought him in. It was a weird free agency splash. We were thinking, Jesus, what are they doing? Oh, Ted Thompson's gone crazy. And he was he was ripping it up in training camp. Everyone's saying, oh, he's, you know, he's catching crazy touchdowns in front of the... Uh, audiences that go to the practices and he's a real favorite there but Jared Cook is a big bodied receiver I know he's a tight end but that's what you know he received the ball he's a big bodied receiver because I don't want people jumping on me after that I hate having to explain myself but anyway (laughs) Uh, he's a big bodied receiver here and he zaps up an awful lot of defenders and there's been a few plays uh, that Mike Spofford in the Packers has broken down sort of behind the scenes where he's underrated because and Jordy Nelson says it too is that Jared Cook zaps up so many defenders when he runs those seams or any route really at all especially when he's working in the slot and that he attracts so much attention that they even take players away or even attention away even slightly from Jordy Nelson and the like and that's how they get so much sort of purchase in a game he's on a one year 2.75 million deal um, they could re-sign him Ryan bargain isn't it though I mean what what do you think of, of Jared Cook's contribution do you do you see that? Do you see him behind the scenes dragging yeah. away defenders? Yeah, I mean, as, as you know, you know, I, I love a, I love a tight end, and um, <laughs> this guy has been everything that he was signed to be. Now, I mean, certainly earlier in the year, I'm thinking to myself, quite frankly, I'd go with Richard Rogers at this yeah. point. Um, but certainly, since he's came back from the injury, you see now why he's been signed, and the one-year deal was almost risk-free. Mm. Um, Okay, $2.75 million. Uh, sounds like a big risk, but it's not talking in NFL numbers. It's it's generally quite risk-free. Um, and I think we've probably got our money's worth. He, like you said, he is he is a big-bodied uh, player, a big a receiver, if you like. Um, and he very much plays a receiving-style tight end. There's different, different types of tight end in the league, obviously, and he's a receiving tight end and a big target. Um, quite often, if he's left one-on-one, um, he's going to win that matchup. And obviously, if you try and double up on that guy, not that I think probably you would as a defense, but certainly if you try and give help there, then you can't give help against the Jordy Nelson or or the Devontae Adams or the Randall Cobbs because yeah. um, you can't do it everywhere. So 
it's great to finally have that weapon. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of the comms were saying it last night, you know, and they've been saying it in recent weeks. They finally got that big receiving tight end threat back um, that, that we haven't really had consistently since uh, Jermichael Finley's unfortunate um, situation where he had to leave the Packers through injury. So it's been really refreshing. He's, he's a great weapon to have, and I, I can't see why at this stage um, why he won't be a Green Bay Packer next season and 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 beyond. I think he will, and if he uh, certainly if they let him go, he's going to land on another team. This is a guy who you see him on when when he's given sort of a blocking assignment. He'll do that assignment, do it really, really well, protect the quarterback, and then roll out and make himself available. Sure, sure. Like, how many times has that happened? Yeah. And also, against yeah. the Bears, how many, like, we've seen two third down, really important third down plays that he made. One of them on a 27 yarder on third and two, which again is a Mike McCarthy special because you're go for the, you, you need two yards, you get 27, why not 25 extra? And then on another one, it was a third and 11. That was a real momentum changer. He got that 17 yarder, and that really sent us up then so this is a guy who is making big plays on third down he's you know meeting all of his blocking assignments he's zapping up defenders and there's no stat out there for somebody who draws the attention of a defender and also when they play those two tight end sets we've seen Richard Rogers I was even looking at some you know season highlights there randomly uh, before we come on the podcast and to see that he just drills Richard Rogers on a few close to the end zone I mean you, this guy really does have a bigger effect than the stats show and that's what I was saying earlier when I was saying that I get some heat by talking about stats but I think stats are important but also behind the stats are the likes of Jared Cook's performance so it's prediction time right now let's look at this Lions game are we talking you know plus one TD plus two TDs plus three TDs are we talking loads of TDs Ryan uh, I don't think it will be that lucky um <laughs> I think it's going to be a tight one for me. Um, and I also think even... <laughs> it's just innuendo score town. We need a jingle. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a tight, firm titty fest. <laughs> um, but no, basically, I think the problem has been, isn't it, even in some of the games where we've really pulled ahead in recent weeks, we, we seem to let a couple of garbage time scores come at the end of the don't look the dominating performance, it, on paper anyway, that it was on the TV. Yeah. Or on the field, I should say. Um but I think we'll see a genuinely close game here. The Lions are a good team. Let's, you know, I know we all want to sort of bash each other because because we're rivals, but they are a good team. And they're going to put up one hell of a game and we will be in for a fight in this game. Hmm. But like I said before, I think when when it comes to Green Bay being backed into a corner, uh, I think you see a, a more dangerous team, a more determined team, uh, a more aggressive. Um, and I think... There's probably a lot of players on that field that weren't very happy at the questions being thrown at them, certainly earlier in the season when those losses were there, when nobody was going, oh, yeah, they're playing badly, but they've got loads of injuries. It was just, oh, they're playing badly, Roger's having a down year, hmm. all the crap about, you know, doesn't talk to his family, sent his Christmas presents back, um, the the wife shit come out again, or girlfriend stuff come out again, hmm. do you know what I mean? All that stuff came back up, and nobody was nobody was mentioning the actual genuine facts. Were there were injuries there, okay, and there were maybe some differences, and there was maybe some stuff that was going on in the field that just wasn't right. But takes the bigger man sometimes to go. Do you know what? Like I'm, talk, I'm talking now from the coaching point of view. That they obviously took a look at that. They create, corrected some stuff and moved on. Rogers did the same. All the guys did the same. Um, I think now. 
you see a team that's really ready to go out there and compete and really prove some people wrong. And they're probably a little bit playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder from some of the some of the flack they had to take for earlier in the year. I think we win this game. I think we win it. Do you know what? It could even come down to being as tight as as, as a field goal. And I really hope I'm wrong because I would love to just have an easy night, watch us score early, score regularly, and you know, and win it something like 38 to 10. That'd be great. But I really get the feeling it could come down very, very tight. Um, it could almost come down to sort of the final play on the field, if you know what I mean. Well, you sound like me. You sound like me. It was like, well, I think looking at stats. Do you know what? I'm going to do a Ryan Peacock on it, and I'm going to I'm say... I'm normally very brash, aren't I? You but, are very yeah. brash. Very brash. And in fact, what we'll do is, is that after this game, if we do win and get to the playoffs, we're going to open the next podcast with the soundbite of Ryan predicting that we're going to run the table, we're going to win out and all that. That's how we're going to open the next podcast as a celebration. It's going to have some party poopers in it and we're going to have a, a special guy in the UK Packers HQ podcast studio to give Ryan some pats on the back. It's not going to be me, but come here. I'm going to say in this game, I'm going to do a Ryan Peacock special on it. Um, it's like a Joey special two pizzas. Uh, what I'm going to say is is that I reckon we're going to blow these apart. Uh, I reckon that with their defense being 29th in sacks, they're not going to get enough pressure on A-Rod. Uh, he looks as healthy as anybody. We don't depend on the run game anymore. It's simply complimentary. We don't depend on it for play action. I think with Kristen Michael practicing today, it's a positive sign. I think we'll have him in the backfield along with Ty Montgomery. And I think we're going to blow them apart. I reckon we're going to get out to an early lead. We're going to get above 30 points for sure. We're going to put them on the back foot. I think it'll end 30-something, 20-something. But as you say, I think we'll give away some of those garbage times. It's not going to be as easy breezy as we did before because we know if we let them come back into it, we lose our playoff spot. This is our playoff. And just for good measure, I predict that the Redskins will beat the Giants and we're going to be put under pressure anyway. And like you said, we play well when we're playing under pressure, when we've got a chip on our shoulder. If anybody watches that, what is it, 40 for 40 or whatever, that ESPN documentaries that they do and go back and watch the really old one on Aaron Rodgers, um, he comes out and says that I've always had a chip on my shoulder, no one believed me, yada yada. It went into the draft, they picked Alex Smith, you know, it all goes on. But that's, that really set a fire under him uh, when he came into it. And when he first got his starting quarterback job, there was the whole Brett Favre saga, he had to play with a chip on his shoulder there. He's had a good period, you know what I mean? It's like when Jay-Z raps about being poor. Bro, you haven't been poor since the 80s. You can't be talking about that. That's a memory. Your your poorness is probably, you know, so far away, it's longer than I've been alive. So Aaron Rodgers has had that Jay-Z level of richness with his play. No one says that he has anything to prove now. But this season, he was put under the cosh and people said to him to bench him. And that's when you're going to light the fire under him. And all of the other factors came together. Jared Cook came back. They changed a few of the plays up. Jordy Nelson and him start clicking again like a good old married couple. I reckon we're going to wax him. So I think that's it for the podcast, Rhino. Uh, I suppose we just want to mention, do we, that we have this Super Bowl meet coming up. Um, do you want to give the good folks out there some rundown? Yeah, yeah. So the we are doing the Super Bowl party this year, and myself and Steve will be hosting this year as well, which is oh yeah, yeah a little bit special for you. So we'll be still on the door. I'll be doing my best Dorman's impression. Um, <laughs> Not tonight. But yeah, so we're going to be doing it. For those guys that came to the Super Bowl parties at Bloomsbury Lanes, um, we're back there again with the Gridiron official party. Um, those tickets should be going on sale first week of January. So as soon as we have that, we will be plugging it all over the place so you guys can get your tickets sorted. What we'll try and do, I think, is we'll try and reserve some seats for the UK Packers guys so we can all get together. Um, but it's basically, if, if you're talking about location, I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but essentially from Euston train station, um, it's all of a 
four or five minute walk. It's, yeah. it's not far at all. So it's quite nice. If you're looking at Euston Station, there's, there's a travel lodge right next to it. There's a Premier Inn right next to it. There's some posh hotel that Steve likes to stay in because, uh, you know, he is prime time. I go for the cheapest one. He goes for the one with the marble floors and the marble oh, yeah. counters in the in the reception the area. concierge service and stuff. Yeah. I'm just happy if there's a, a bed and a toilet, you know. No we are doing point. it, so make sure you're there. We are going to be doing flag football as well, and you mentioned them earlier, the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. Um, shout out for Tom. At the moment, his missus is in labour, I think. She's really? actually about to have a, have, about to have a little mini chief, so... Or girl, I guess, but, you know. Congratulations, Tom. I didn't know that. That's amazing. And if you need any uh, dad advice, um, I'm going through it at the moment, Tom. Uh, You know, I'm going through through the ringer here. It's great stuff. Uh, You you know know what? (laughs) Having a kid, it's just, it just awakens all types of emotions. I've never been more violently proud and also more violently angry than I've ever been. Because what you do is you look at this small child and you feel so much love for it. And instantly after that loving feeling, you feel that, element of pure violence where if anybody was to hurt your child you would rip their throat out and that's exactly how i felt it's a pretty weird mixture but there it is so very nice yeah bloomsbury lanes <laughs> yes yeah, sorry yeah bloomsbury lanes we'll get all the details out to you as soon as we can we'll do the flag football in the day as well which is great for anyone that wants to come down freeze their butt off hmm. and hopefully we'll get a win this year rather than another tie but i just wanted to ask you as well just quickly before we go yeah. I've noticed on your half of the studio there, you've put up some new photos in the background. Okay. Are they, what pictures you got over there? Oh, right, yeah. So I have a, I've signed Jordy um, when we went over to Lambo that time, and I couldn't go, and we met Jordy, and you popped out. You went into the pro shop, didn't you? I got said, a picture. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got I said to, to Jordy, please, can you sign this for my friend Stephen, who couldn't come? Yeah, he's a big fan. And he went, and he went oh, yeah, if I have to. Yeah, fine. No, just like make it out one of, one of the nicest guys ever and he had so much time for us it was brilliant yeah lovely guy we didn't expect it uh, i have a donald driver signed book there uh, in the old display case of a jerry kramer signed return to glory book which is the photos uh, from his from his son did them um i have a bobby dylan signed photo up behind me here right now as you can see in, in the old you know irish bobby half. dylan Bobby Dillon, he's the leading interception uh <laughs> of the packers you know the dude who had uh, he done one eye one working eye, the other eye got uh, blown out yeah, by yeah, you know yeah. that accident. Yeah. We, anyone wants to know about Bobby Dylan? I talk about it a lot on the on the Parker's History podcast. And then of the that's Jerry a, Kramer, that's a cool picture. It's cool, yeah. You can see him kind of jumping in the air. You can see his kind of eyes a bit dodge. I have a man green uh, sign pickup there. Um, yeah, I've loads of stuff going on. And and I've got a wall of shame, as you'll see. I've got a signed Vikings hat because people keep asking, "Why have you got a Vikings hat in your uh, display case?" It's signed by uh, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, Harrison Smith and uh, John Sullivan, who was the centre at the time, got that signed in person because it was at some NFL fan event. With uh, my other old buddy, my old pal Neil Reynolds, hooked me up with some ticks. I also have an Indomitian Sue signed uh, NFL magazine, which they don't make anymore. And also, we, me and you went to that thing when we were getting filmed by the Packers and the whole group's getting filmed by the Packers for the documentary that's coming out soon uh, of... Your man off Skype, Sean Gale. Yeah. Remember we got him to sign Go Pack Go? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so. I have to say, what what would Evan say that you've got an, an Damacon Sue hmm. signed item and Evan Dietrich Smith is not going to be happy because we know he listens. Oh, yeah. Right, Evan, so, what's going on, buddy? Hi, Evan. How are you, mate? And A-Rod, he stood on A-Rod's calf. But what I wanted was is I wanted an NFC North wall, a wall of shame. So of the Indomitian Sue magazine that you can't get anymore, it's probably worth uh, a pile of money. Uh, I've got uh, Sean Gale, which is the Bears, and the Vikings hat signed by Harrison Smith and Kyle Rudolph. So, so. just just quickly, what was the uh, what was the Lions item? Was that a hat or a, a magazine? You said a magazine, yeah. Right. Okay. So I reckon the listeners here 
yeah. if if the Packers end up getting beaten by the Lions. Now, I hope that doesn't happen. But mm. if it happens and the Packers end up getting beat by the Lions, I think you guys should all, with a hashtag, something along the lines of destroy and Damakong. <laughs> and then if we lose, I think Steve should burn that magazine. Ooh, that's a few hundred quid's worth, and I've got a kid. I, I could sell it to a harsh, Lions fan in anger. It's harsh, isn't it? But I think, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see Let's see what the followers say. Either, either Steve's got you know an insurance policy there for if it all goes wrong hmm. um or we just stuff it burn it anyway <laughs> imagine burning that trying to make a claim and they just replay this <laughs> podcast in court brilliant but anyway look with parker there right now uh, it's great to have you in the studio buddy back you go down to the fridge or wherever the hell you were coming from your pizza get that cold pizza into yeah. you um, Big shout out, I hope as well just one shout out this week to Phil Rudkin because he, he actually messaged us saying he missed us so we miss you too mate <laughs> yeah and if anyone else misses us do send us in an old tweet will you for Christ's sake yeah. you know we, we feed off this feed our egos but from myself at NFL on Twitter with Manflu from the group at UK Packers <laughs> that doesn't have Manflu and from at Ryan Peacock who never gets sick at Ryan Peacock NFL it's goodbye for this week invincible <laughs>